space, the final frontier. Filled with a galaxy of flora and fauna, some deadly and some docile, like this tardigrade here. Using the mycelial network as a kind of super warp highway, she travels the vast reaches of the galaxy, searching for a place to lay her most precious cargo, her eggs. As tardigrade eggs have been known to lay dormant for years before hatching, mother must find a warm, protected environment to ensure their survival. She senses something. Could it be a predator? Hello and welcome to SnapTrack, the podcast which compares two episodes of the galaxy's favourite science fiction franchise, Star Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Ross Webster, and I'm joined as ever by Jen Tift. Hello, Jen. Hey, Ross. How are you? How's it going? Going good. Same. Going good. Same. I mean, nothing's. I feel <laughs> nothing's like. Changed. I feel like things are slightly starting to move in the right direction, though. Yeah. That maybe yeah, you know. This is the first day of spring today, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe this is heralding the change that, you know, for the whole world. I hope so. I feel, I feel like I've just written a sermon in there a little bit. <laughs> Putting too much pressure on the first day of spring here. Yeah. I am. <laughs> okay. I'll feel better when it's summer. And it's and... nice that actually we've if it's the first day of spring, we've picked a sort of mothery episode as well. Oh. Oh, yeah. there you go. See, look at that. <laughs> Some kind of game? I've never seen that one before. How do you play? During each snap trick, we compare two episodes using a variety of categories, and we select a scene or a line or an alien or a prop which we think is excellent, and we award points to the answer which we think is the best. Aggressive. Adversarial. Competition. For fun. Snaptrack is a competition, but it's played just for fun. There are no prizes or trophies. The real aims to have a great conversation about Star Trek and perhaps think about the episodes in a new way. We would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at Snaptrack. Please send us your ideas for episode comparisons or any categories we could use. And of course, send us your Star Trek lyrical recaps or any Star Trek poetry, haiku, Rhymes, limericks, or verse. We love to get it in. Uh, Jen, how can we get in touch with you? And you can get in touch with me on Twitter also. I'm at eat at Quarks. And I am Taborg at strtrk1701. Also on Twitter, where all the best Star Trek fans are. <laughs> <laughs> Come and join us. It's fun. <laughs> it's a good group. It, it, well, it's the best. It's great, isn't it? It's great. <laughs> In this episode, we are getting both meta and maternal as we examine two animated episodes which explore the parent-child dynamic and riff on the in-and-out-of-universe history of Star Trek. Ooh. A lot, a bizarre, <laughs> lots of stuff that, which was weirdly similar. I was lucky enough to watch Lower Decks Series 1, Episode 9, Crisis Point, and okay, Jen... Lower Decks. <laughs> And I was lucky enough to watch Short Treks, Season 2, Episode 4, Ephraim and Dot. What a fantastic comparison to bring these two together. Because 
although the stories are vastly different, then there's so much thematic linkage between the two that it was really easy to compare these two. Yeah, at first I was like, well, you know, they both they both are, you know, basically just throwing a bunch of tra- Trek references into an episode. But when mm-hmm. when you actually watch them, there's there there there's a lot of similarities, like you said, thematically too, <laughs> with the, the mother uh, mother and child issues, and it's 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 really interesting. They both went about it in an oddly similar way. <laughs> yeah, not just not just because they're an- animated, which is interesting. It, it, and it is nice. Is this our first Lower Decks as well? Our first Lower Decks? Yes, one? we're getting Lower Decks in. Woo-woo. I'm so excited. No, it's good. <laughs> I love Lower Decks so much. <laughs> it, it was a real treat. I, honestly, I've, oh, since this so has fun. been available in the UK, I've watched yeah. and rewatched Lower Decks so many times. It's so good. It's so good. And and I, uh, I you know, I watched Crisis Point rolled right into the next episode <laughs> the yeah. finale it's, and then i'm like so fun. and then i'm like oh this is great i need to go watch the entire thing again <laughs> i just did a full rewatch because it was so good <laughs> it, it really and it's so easy to watch it is yeah and it's so it's quick funny. it's so quick it's yeah. so enjoyable yeah. i'm all over this show and I love it. Yeah, and it's it's quick. It is like it's quick and and fun. And and same thing like with the. Sh- I love the short treks too. I've said before, I'm a huge fan of this this format, and I really yeah. really want them to keep going with it. You know, and this is eight minutes long. It packed so much into just eight minute short here. It's, un- yeah, it's that unbelievable. Is, that is really short, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was that short <laughs> until I rewatched it. I hope. Do you think they'll do some more? I hope they do. I hope they do. I just love that. Use it, experiment, do weird stuff. Some of it might work. Some of it might not work as well. Who cares? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just get just it get, out. Just I'd give love... me more. Just just give me more stories in this big crazy universe. universe. Yeah. yeah. I'm all for this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Commander, I would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I can't wait to see what he's come up with. As ever, we begin with a lyrical recap of the episodes under discussion. Jen, what have you brought us for Ephraim and Dot? <laughs> so I just went silly here, because it's silly. Perfect. <laughs> You're doing silly fun here. Um, so basically, you know, like a, a big hallmark of this short is the sheer volume of original series (laughs) and star trek references um in this short it's incredible so i just basically listed the episodes that were in ephraim and dot but i'm doing it to the tune of mary had a little lamb as like maybe this is like something that Ephraim might or Dot might sing to the new tardigrade babies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Let's hear this. Total, total random and stupid. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. Okay. So the, these are all these are all referenced within this short little eight minute short track. Okay. <laughs> okay. The savage curtain, the tholian web, the doomsday machine, the naked time, the trouble with tribbles, the man trap who mourns for Adonai. 
Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan and Spacey Discovery. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock and the Punk on the Bus. <laughs> <laughs> Had to have him in there. <laughs> and that's not technically an episode, you know. <laughs> the end. But all those are referenced in this late minute short. It's that incredible. That is amazing. That it. is amazing. <laughs> okay, that was good. Uh, that was actually quite a lot of references as well. Even right? a short poem. I was like, God, there's a lot of yeah, episodes you listed here. There right. really are. That was good. That was but, good. <laughs> I'd love to hear what you came up with for Crisis Point. Okay. I really found this quite hard to write because it's there's so much <laughs> that happens this episode. It's hard to really focus on what's happening. So I've done it. I'll... I've done something. I'll do it. In the, I'll do it in the voice. You'll you'll get it. It's not. It's not rocket science, right? <laughs> in a world beyond reality, Ensign yes. Beckett Mariner initiates insurrection. The crew of the Cerritos must journey into darkness to face their greatest nemesis, and along the way they'll incur the wrath of Cannon. Generations <laughs> will clash. It's Star Trek like you've never seen it. This year, make first contact with Crisis Point, The Rise of Vindicta, the motion picture blockbuster coming to theatres near you. The final frontier of entertainment is here. <laughs> that was amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do oh, his man. voice. I really feel like I, I want to get his voice just right. Oh, it's just that he's got the perfect voice. He's got a great voice. I just can't do it. Even as I say, I just, I just sound like myself just putting on a stupid voice. <laughs> In a world, I can't do it. I can't do it. My brother could do this. He'd do a really good job of this. I can't do this. Oh, that's funny. That was good. That's a. I would watch the full movie of that. Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely watch uh, a, a sequel to The Rise of Vindicta. Oh right. I mean, they were priming themselves for a sequel, right? Till Da Vinci ruined it. Till Da Vinci ruined it. Thanks, Da Vinci. Oh my God! Do you know who voices Da Vinci? No. Who was it? It's Gary Cole. Gary, Gary Cole. Cole. He was. He's like an act. Google him. He's like a famous actor. You recognize this guy. I should know who he, he has is like seven me. words. I never, seven I never know words. who anyone is. Gary Cole. He? he was in. I'm he was in the Babylon right Five now. spinoff. He was the captain of that Babylon Five spinoff where they traveling around. Oh and... yeah. Okay. When I, I when I saw a picture of him, yeah, I know who that is. That's, like... That's so funny. He was just randomly. He's so got Vinci. seven words in that yeah. episode. <laughs> they brought him in from. It's amazing. amazing. And I didn't oh, even recognize it. I was like, what have they got to voice? Because I thought they're not going to have brought back. They didn't. They obviously hadn't brought back the, the, that fellow. They hadn't brought back Gimli, had they, to do it? <laughs> I can't remember his name. I think oh, it was John. Oh, um, John, John Reese Davis. Davis or something like that. Yes, that <laughs> sounds right. They've not brought back Gimli. Oh, that would have been funny. Yeah. Um, but they have, they've got Gary Cole in to reprise oh, the role. So I mean, it's just bizarre. Just anyway. Not on Da Vinci's watch or something like that. Yeah. Right? Thanks, <laughs> Dandy. <laughs> oh my God. That in itself is a, is a fabulous Star Trek reference. Just, it's so, I mean, just everything is so random. It's so random. I love it. <laughs> I love the randomness of the call outs. So great, yeah. It, it, uh, I mean, this is just, this is the theme for both these episodes. So let's yeah. we should just get into it and actually get these references out, right? Okay, where, where are we going, going first? first one? Oh. 
<laughs> you can pick you can pick first this time. Okay. Well, let's start at the beginning then. You know, if we're going to watch a film or we're gonna we're gonna watch something exciting, let's uh get into the credits. <laughs> How were the credits for Ephraim and Dot? So this this is funny because it, it's it's you know uh, it's obviously a big bigger thing in Crisis Point, but they do uh, nice things with the credits here. With the I mean with the opening title sequence mm-hmm. more so you know not like the end credits, um, and they have the nice little you know Star Trek short tracks with the little they just, you know little discovery. Oh yeah, uh, and they, they do something a bit different with it every time, don't they? Yeah, yeah. and then it's really cute. They, you know, they, it's just Star Trek short tracks, and then it, it um, puts up, Ephra, you know, Ephraim and Dot, but it's got and it does, but it does like the little sound effects, like the like, TOS beeps, and then the names are animated, and like Ephraim, like like uh, like bounces into Dot and then runs away, <laughs> and and you know, like the word Ephraim, and and then and then the word Dot's just left, and and it the the D and the O blink. Like their eyes, like their dot's eyes, and then chases after, Ephra, you know, the word Ephraim, nice. and it's really cute. Like it actually, it, you know, it, it's it's like very Pixar ish. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what they're going for, though, isn't it? That's, right, right, exactly and it. and it, it was really nice. It put puts put you in the mood for a cartoon, you know, the kind of cartoon adventure you're going on, which I thought was I thought that was really cute that they did that. But let's talk about. <laughs> Crisis point. <laughs> the cri- the crisis point credits are <laughs> exceptional. I mean, the credits in Lower Decks are already I a bit it. of a delight, like a throwback yeah. to the nineties. Oh yeah. Uh, but then the entire series is a throwback to the like ninety Star Trek. But they double down in Crisis Point with some in universe Star Trek TNG style movie credits, <laughs> um, to like a really extravagant theatrical version of the Lower Decks theme. And uh, they're sort of, they're in the holodeck and the four lower deckers are sort of standing there talking about the credits as they appear <laughs> and talking about what's happening in the episode. And Rutherford's like, nice font. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the, they, they appear in like the classic TNG theme oh, and then it. they travel toward the screen and over the screen and everyone has to duck. <laughs> Otherwise, it hits him in the head. Except, obviously, Boimler doesn't duck, and it just keeps banging him on the noggin. And it's a it's a, such a nice way to introduce the fact that we are entering a film within a film. Yeah. And I love, oh, I love this it. like meta aspect, but that's really not even the best bit. The best bits <laughs> at the end. Yeah. When they, in the style of the undiscovered country, they all uh, sign their names. I love uh, that so. Samantha- much it's so good samantha rutherford did not know that was his name no, but that's a callback because we i love that so much because we find out his name samantha in, in uh, veritas when they're when they think it's a trial for, uh, for the yeah. yeah and he calls him up as a witness he calls samantha ensign samantha rutherford so they called it back and uh <laughs> bradwood it. he puts a starfleet delta bradwood. over the eye in his name that's nice that, that was the best touch <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, the credits in in, low, in Lower Decks, I want to call it The Rise of Vindicta. I don't even feel Crisis Point should be its name. In The, in the Rise of it, it's just, they're so good. They're so strong. Yeah, The Rise of Vindicta. <laughs> That's a great... The whole, the whole thing is... The thing is, it's, it's really hard to like get a focus on it because it just bounces from idea to idea oh. to idea to idea. You know, reference to reference to reference to reference, it's and yet somehow still, still is a story in its own right. 
yeah. about therapy and relationships and what people think about things. And then has a right. has like a minor B plot about <laughs> Tendi's Orion slave trade, and then another B plot about uh, Billups and <laughs> Billups and Rutherford, yeah. sort of just confessing that they they want to spend more time together in an engineering capacity. <laughs> At least yeah. <laughs> maybe more. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, all four characters here get a little a little nugget of something, which is really interesting. Boimler the whole time is just trying God, to get that is like not, he is so Boimler, Boimler not playing along all the is way funny. Through. Yeah. yeah. Him not playing along with the movie is funny because he's he's just like all this actiony movie stuff is happening around him. He's just like, um, what kind of cookies does the captain <laughs> yeah. like? So funny. And then the way that he responds is, "Cookies a good move. I've done it myself." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, not, like, not like thinking that's a weird question. Right? <laughs> yeah, so he's dying. Um, well, and then, on that, well, on that and that's another good movie, like movie uh, reference too. Like, like, like the guy's dies and and. And he, you know, screams out, but he's not screaming out about the guy dying. He's like, what is she allergic to? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Allergic to what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, so good. Okay, then. All right, we we divert it. Yeah. I kind of figured this this episode would just be a lot of diversions of us just like. Well, that's it, isn't it? As you have to talk about every reference. Yeah. (laughs) Um, points wise, right. what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I mean, this is this is one of the one of the strengths of, of crisis point. So I'm giving it to them. But I, 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 I love, I do really appreciate them doing the the little animation on the on the short track. You know, I, um, I think it, so it really great. sets the tone. Yeah, and it's really cute. But but the the crisis point credits are something special. The, the credits are seen in their own right. And yeah. they are yes. good. So yeah. yeah, I'd have to give have to give my points to uh, Crisis Point in this as well. Yeah, and it's funny too when you read them; like they're it's all funny. It's you know the programmed by Beckett Manor yeah. and that. You know, <laughs> there um, there was a couple. There was a one name I didn't recognize, and I thought I must must look that up. It was just oh, a ridiculously really? long name, and I can't remember even what it was. But I looked at it, and I was like, <laughs> I have no idea who you are. Must must look you up, which I haven't done. But. Oh, uh, well, it- well, let's try to figure out what that is. <laughs> I don't remember that that part. The, the, there's there's several. I mean, I'd have to load up the episode again to have a look and see what it was. Hold on. Right here we go with Carol Freeman. Hold on, pause. With Carol Freeman, they've all ducked. Rutherford's <laughs> boy has been hit in the face by something. Winger Bingston Junior. He's the guy. He's he's the he's the guy who did the he was doing the um the weird show in another episode. It was like um jazz, like one man, like was it, what was it like spoken word jazz or what was it? But but in Crisis Point, he um he's he gets smushed by Vindicta when she comes onto the ship in the, in the, in the pod. When she came in the pot, yeah, like like the, like some random crew crew member was like, "Oh, I loved your show," and he's yes. like, "Thank you." Oh yeah, <laughs> right, okay. Oh yeah, he performed. Oh, th- that's what it was. It was like a um, it wasn't jazz. It was a um, 
It was like a c- comedy show. It was called the United Federation of Characters for the senior <laughs> staff in Moist Vessel. That's what it was. Right. It was Winger a callback. Bings- Winger Bingston Jr. Oh my God. Winger that's, Bingston that's Jr. Good. All right. Fine. I love it. I love it. I, I love all these. It's funny because it's like, oh, we should have a show about the, lo- you know, before this came out, we should have a show about the Lower Decks characters, you know, that, that you just see. And now we have that. And now I want to know more about all of the Lower Lower Decks characters, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're even so, so well fleshed out. It's not, now it's not just the, you know, senior staff and our main Lower Deckers. There's just this whole sh- ship, the Cerritos. There's so many interesting, funny characters on this ship. I love it. It is good. I, I mean, that is like a reference to itself. It's a self. Yeah. It's a it's a self referential reference. Which and which just, Lower Decks is so good at. Yeah, it is. Good. Like it's 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 had one season, and there's so like every like every episode has something that get that's that gets called back eventually, which I just love that. It's so funny. It is good. All right, let's do this. Let's get on to okay. round two. Let's get on to okay. round two. Okay, so t- two points for crisis point. Okay, crisis point. <laughs> They're up. Crisis yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's keep let's keep going. We're t- we talked about some of the um, some some of the some of the references here. So let let's go to the best homage to the genre. Okay. Um, this was it was it was excellent. Um, there's a. I wanted to mention a couple. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to mention because it was a really weird little throwaway line, but it just it struck me that they just taken it from the Aliens films, where <laughs> when it gets confusing because it's Mar- holographic Mariner versus Vindicta, who's attacking holographic yes. Freeman, and holographic Mariner says, "Get off my mom, you bitch." And I thought, ah, <laughs> oh, it's that's the line from Aliens. It's an Aliens line. I thought that's nice. It's you know, yeah. it's a science fiction film, and she's done a science fiction film, and so they're throwing in science fiction film lines. I like that. Um, but the the thing I really picked, and of course I had to pick this, was the stylistic image changes to the holodeck program mm-hmm. when it becomes an eighties film. <laughs> the washed out and flickering screens and yes. the blurry lights and the overlaid effects. They did not need to do any of this stuff. And it's so much more subtle than like the monochromatic Captain Proton program yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like totally black and white. <laughs> but this is just so cool. Crackly, grainy screens. I mean, it's Tarantino-esque. This is the kind of thing that he would do <laughs> You know, I'm going to do a film from the 70s and make it look like it was filmed in the 70s. And even the aspect ratio changes. Yes. You get like the black screen, you get the black box around the screen. <laughs> I love that. And then when, even like scenes where Tendy, the scene where Tendy calls for the arch and leaves, it goes back to the normal aspect ratio yeah. and then comes back down again. Um, it's that. just done so well. And you know what? The, I've watched it a couple of times now but in preparation for this. And it's just more and more like even to, I don't know. Did you ever watch the original Star Wars where you can see like the overlaid effects whereby I don't know a spaceship explodes, <laughs> but you can still see it. It's inside the ship a little bit. Yeah, they're doing that. They've done yeah. that. I was like, that is such a ridiculously <laughs> cool level of detail to go into. That is really cool. Uh, so I was all over that. 
I really absolutely love that. So it's a homage to genre to make it the genre, to make oh, it the, the film. It. I was I just thought that was so cool. They did a really nice job with that. Yeah. yeah. And if they hadn't done it, I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> but the fact they did it and did it so well, it's like, oh God, this is another reason why this show is so good. And do you, do you think that that's like a filter you could put on your holodeck program? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I do wonder, <laughs> like I mean, if if monochromatic is, is, is possible. <laughs> that's it, true, yeah. yeah that was definitely might... in universe. So that yeah, of course. Black and white. <laughs> I wonder what else you could do, though. Man, you know, could you have anything like heat vision or something? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose if it's just projecting everything. Yeah. Anyway, it, it looked amazing. I absolutely loved it. Ridiculously cool. And it just gave her the idea that what you're watching is a, a classic 90s Star Trek film. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just so clever, isn't it? In a 20-minute... In a 20-minute cartoon, they've spent 15 minutes... With bookends that are not related, they spend 15 minutes in a Star Trek film. <laughs> Which they've completely and fully realised. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> Interior, rickety yeah. metal catwalk night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. I had that written down for ages as well. Catwalk. Because it's like they're going to have a fight and they it. fight on a catwalk. I Amazing. It. It's so funny. Okay, how about right. uh, Ephraim and Dot? What's the homage okay, to genre so, in Ephraim and Dot? So we have there's there's two there there's the car- cartoons I'll talk about, mm-hmm. obviously, but there's also before we that um, an educational film strip. <laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> Which I I love the way they did it. They did that, um, and this is similar to to in Crisis Point. You know that you can hear the the. Um, you know, you could see all the little defects in the slides and you yeah. can hear the noise of the film running in the background, you know, the projector running in the background and, and it's in black and white, you know, and the, and the, you know, the narration of, you know, like the grand style of narration that was always on these educational film strips. Um, so I thought that was really well done. Um, and then it just transitions like an abrupt transition when the enterprise shows up into, you know, it's this black and white educational film strip and like the quality of like the old mm-hmm. ones you see from like the fifties. And, and then all of a sudden snap, the enterprise just appears and it turns into this beautiful, brightly colored cartoon. Um, and, you know, with the same thing, it goes, it goes full screen, you know, versus mm-hmm. it was just like the square film strip before so i I thought that was really really well done Uh, and yeah and it's narrated by punk on the bus yeah the punk (laughs) on the bus uh amazing what an amazing thing for them to do and that's so meta as well i love that yeah because there's no need for it to be that guy could have been any voice (laughs) they brought that guy back that's so cool and he gets to say space the final frontier yeah which is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> like how many people have actually said that on track, you know? Oh my God, that is true, actually. I wonder how many yeah. people have said that. Yeah, that's a good trivia question. Because there's been a couple more, because like, didn't, um, oh, I guess Jonathan Archer, when he was a kid, he says, isn't that what he says when they flashback to him as a kid? Space, the final frontier. Oh my God, you've gone deep there Oops. with that one. That was, <laughs> if that's the first one you're picking, you've gone real deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking besides the normal ones that we know. <laughs> I, I do wonder. If Not very Pike, many. I do wonder if Pike will say it. 
I hope so. I am really hoping that they I go really, back yeah. to uh, a, a narration for the opening credits because I do think, I, do you think it would work for this one? They could go yeah. you know, and they could use the same one. They don't need to redo it. They need to change it. They could use it. Or if they right. did come up with something new, that would be cool too. But yeah, it's there. Yeah. But it's let's there. have it. Let's have it back. The people, the people want to hear Pike say his captain's oath. <laughs> the people want to hear it. The people want to hear it. It's Give the, the people oath. what they want. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about. I'd like to see that, but we'll, we'll find out. Okay, so, but that that's that's my runner up because like there's so many great cartoon moments packed into this this eight minute uh, cartoon. There's. Just, just the the movement of the of the the characters, like like Ephraim gets sucked down the tube, and 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 she's dodging different things, you know, like like, yeah. like like it's it's cameras moving fast, and she's dodging things, and she runs into a dot, and then they tumble like they're a ball, you know what I mean, like in that cartoony way through like that's where that's when they go through the um the laundry yeah the pilot <laughs> and they come out and wearing something just, right right yeah which is very cartoony looney toony thing and i think they look um, at each other and then look at where they're going yeah yes cartoon. yes i love that yeah there's so many there's one where um Ephraim gets sucked into a pipe yeah and you follow the exact it, it's this pipe that that is it's so cartoony um, like lots of twists and turns for no reason. You know what I mean? Just so yeah. the camera like follows these like 90 <laughs> yeah. degree angles of pipes everywhere. You would make a pipe like, like that. Right, what right, for is, no what reason. What is the point of that pipe? <laughs> just because just, just that's how cartoon pipes work, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, which is it's really nice. Um, I really love, they do, um, they do um, her her little sensors, her, uh, sensors, her little antenna on the top mm. of her head. Whenever she senses danger, it animates little lines yeah. coming out of spidey it. Spidey senses, like, yeah. Yeah, little spidey senses, just like, you know, like like Rosie the robot. You know what I mean? Like the yes. Jetsons. And yeah, and it's, I just love that little detail. It's so cute. Um, and so, so there's so many little great cartoony things. The, the one that I picked that I that I wanted to highlight specifically is they they do the thing where this is right after like you know we we're talking about the they're, they're they're just this ball of uniforms and and characters and and they and they land in a in this big pile and and um you know and they look at each other and and Dot holds up her little hand of energy i don't know, like a little taser hand yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it and and ephraim does the this great the great cartoon thing of like of like wanting to run away but like her feet move but she doesn't move for yeah, a little bit yeah. and then with that great cartoony sound i can't do it but you know yeah and then and then shoom And her, and then you know, finally she and she disappears off screen. And there's like a little you know cloud of dust left behind, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Which I just that one made me smile the most. So that's one I wanted to highlight for that. Um, there's there's so many good classic cartoons. You know, I never thought I'd live to see a uh, Star Trek Looney Tune. <laughs> yeah, but it was so good. And it was you know so fun. And they could have done. They, they could have done like this could have been a roadrunner scenario where they just keep doing yeah. this again and again and again. <laughs> they could have um, kept it up. <laughs> but it was well done. It was fun. I yeah. I definitely watch another one. Oh yeah. They didn't yeah, have to absolutely. just make one. They could have made so many of those. <laughs> but it was it was nicely done. Um, 
I do love, I do love how they went so Tom and Jerry with this because yeah. it's just something I never expected them to do. Like I can, ex- I, I, I can expect them to do a Star Trek comedy. I, I can see that, but to do a Star Trek short cartoon, yeah. which is for kid, you know, essentially for children, but for also children of parents who love Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my kids saw this. They actually really liked it. They were they were really nervous at the end when when the uh, ship exploded. They're like, "Oh no, the eggs!" And I'm like, "Oh god, just wait five more seconds. Like, you'll see that they're fine." <laughs> I'm like holding my breath because my daughter was getting really upset. Oh. <laughs> she, she's an animal lover, and she's like, "Oh no, the eggs!" Oh, that's so, <laughs> so sad. Oh, so funny, you know. And then she, you know, just had to wait thirty seconds to to see that dot save them. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. That this is a tough one for for points. They're they're both quite different. I actually think you you've got you've got two for you really because the yeah the whole like educational film aspect at the beginning that's really strong as well. Yeah, that part blew me away. Like I wasn't expecting that. And you didn't you know it's... you didn't need it for the episode. Yeah. That, that didn't need to happen. But it did happen, and it was great to see. Um, I mean, I think, and it's, and it's, you know what? It's, it added to to the surrealness. Is that a, even a word? Yeah. <laughs> of of the of the cartoon, because you know, obviously, obviously, it gets really surreal with the you know the time jumps and and the different references. But with this, it's like. I mean, Starfleet isn't going to make a cartoon, you know, like a, an educational film strip from the nineteen fifties to talk about tardigrades. You know, <laughs> like yeah. how does this how is this a thing that exists, you know? <laughs> Which I love. Like I thought that was that was like such a neat thing to do. I that I really got a big kick out of that. Just, I, here here's an educational film trick about the tardigrade and the mycelial network and it's that was made and this in is a Starfleet science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some weird time. Some weird time portal. Okay, (laughs) Kate fell out of. I love it. (laughs) I am. I am gonna because I. I do love. I do love what happens in Crisis Point, and I think it's cool to do. But this is like this was like a a fun style choice, but the story wouldn't have changed. Whereas this this was the story in Ephraim and Dot. You know, they were doing it to be to be that kind of thing. They were doing it to be a cartoon, yeah. doing it to be an educational film or a rip-off of an educational film. Uh, you know, a cartoon doing an educational film, yeah. which is what they also used to do. Uh, <laughs> so I'm there. I'm, I'm ha- I think the point should go to Ephraim and Dot for this. Okay. This is a challenge because they're both spot on. Yeah, they are. In their genre. <laughs> of what they're, you know, what they're uh, parodying. And um, oh, and then it's and like and I remember being su- really surprised at Crisis Point, being like, "Wow, I-, I didn't expect them to just randomly do an episode that is just <laughs> a loving tribute to <laughs> Star Trek movies." Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that. It's awesome. I didn't know I needed that. I did. It turns it's, out I it's did. It's vindictive <laughs> to start making lists of top ten Star Trek movie villains. Right? Oh, yeah. that's a good yeah, it's a good question. She she belongs uh in that conversation, right? She does. <laughs> the eye makeup alone makes her like where does it come her from? Design. Just, we're gonna yeah. make her look evil, what should we do? <laughs> whack a whack a mask on her because she looks terrifying. 
And the cadence in which she speaks is so weird. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I love when she drops it when the, the, the cape gets caught under something. Yeah. She's like, oh, the stupid cape or whatever she says. And everything just stops. They're trying to pull yeah. the cape out. And, and she's like behind. totally her again. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> so great. All the character designs were, were good in that, I thought. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, the only one I thought um, they could have done better, what, better on was, uh, was Bionic 5. Part man meat. <laughs> Part robot I like- meat. I was like, I want to see a bit more robot on that robot meat. <laughs> oh, they could have given more robot parts. That would have been funny. Yeah. I liked his, his weird Punisher tattoo, though. I thought that was, <laughs> yeah, I think that was I, great. I was like, is that always there? Maybe I've just missed that. <laughs> oh my gosh, maybe it is. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's funny. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think I'm, oh, is, they're both really good. I think I'm going to give my point to Ephraim and Dot. Because um, it's, it's just, it it's, how do you make like a chase Looney Tune cartoon, but with like Star Trek, like like with like, like such a Star Trek feel to it? Like well, that's know, what you do. They did, they did a perfect like, job because that yeah, that is the, yeah. the Star Trek feel of it is there. Because there's always like like because one thing they didn't do in the parody is 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 is, is um is make it mean spirited. Like there's no, uh, the only thing that happens that's like a slapsticky thing is, is <laughs> Ephraim does get tased once, mm. <laughs> but you know, by dot. But other than that, like the chases are more like, there's not, there's not like big bonks on the heads and, and like weird, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. like it's not like very mean spirited. Like, you know how some of the old Looney Tunes get like, they do. They can get a bit vicious, you know, when they get yeah, burnt, yeah, yeah. Or um, <laughs> like they turn to shotgun ashes. blast to the or, yeah, and then they drink a glass of water and all the water. Like... Right. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. There's none of that. So, um, yeah. So I'm gonna give this this round to Ephraim and Dot. I think that's fair. Oh, we're tied. Okay. After two rounds. I really have no idea where this one's gonna go. Actually. Me neither. <laughs> but they're both good. Okay. They're both excellent episodes. All right, where are we going to next? Um, well, we have sort of specified that this is, you know, there's definitely sort of a mother element to both of these stories. So why don't we go for best mama moment? Oh, the best mama moment. Okay, so th- this is, you know, just a, a story about a mama tardigrade trying to protect her babies that's what the whole thing is so the whole thing is this one big mama moment and she's determined she's determined um to to save her babies uh i love you know i i I love um at the very end you know when when dot actually saves the babies (laughs) you know she tries in vain and and she well Well, she's starfleet through and through she's starfleet yeah you know no matter what you're doing you're not going to let anything like that happen yeah. Oh, and and um, but but so Ephraim, you know, at first she, you know, she she sees Dot and she tries to like go after her, and and Dot's like, wait a minute, I saved your babies, you know, and the look of joy in her face, you know, and the babies come out and they, you know, snuggle with the mom and everything, and then Ephraim grabs Dot and gives her this huge hug. <laughs> <laughs> and then goes on they go off into space together which yeah. i just i love that that she takes dot with her well because dot was left floating around family. in space wasn't yeah. she the ship and destroyed yeah. <laughs> uh, so i thought that was that was sweet she kind of you know was mothering dot too there um there's like so there's so many great like 
moments of like her determined to get into the enterprise that's mm-hmm. basically you know like trying to get back you know those you still they go through the mycelial, mycelial network and then you know and she grabs you know she grabs on with just one claw you know just like to keep on the and, and there's lots of little ones like that there's one that i the one that i particularly like that stands out is uh she gets blown at the airlock and she grabs on with all eight of her tardigrade legs yeah you know, like all spread out. It's like, yes, oh, Tardigrades yeah, have yeah, eight yeah. legs. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, but she, she tries and she tries with all her might to stay on, you know, and then gets blown out. Um, but the mama moment that I, that I want to pick for this is when she finds the perfect spot to lay her eggs, which is, of course, the warp core. Obviously, the warp core. <laughs> it's a warm spot. And, you know, so this is when she, she gets sucked down a pipe. We were talking about the pipe earlier and, mm-hmm. and she, the, where she lands is, is, is by the warp core and she's, she, and she sees it and, and, and really like, a question where those this? pipes are going. What, what, know, what, right? what are they connecting to what? It was the Jeffrey's tube that had laundry, randomly had a laundry bin in it connected yeah. to the engineering. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so well, that, that was that's part of the fun of a cartoon too. Oh, of course, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we don't have like you know, like the people are that are like, oh, uh, where does the discovery keep all those elevator shafts? Uh, <laughs> that no, no, you know, no, like, you I'm can't not, do that here. That. <laughs> you, can't, you don't have time for that here. You can't do that. It's a cartoon. Um, and so she 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 finds this nice soft spot, and it's really a sweet moment because she she like curls up and falls asleep you know, in this nice warm little warp core and lays her eggs and she's so happy and and loving to her eggs. And then stupid Dot (laughs) sees her literally literally drags her off the pile. Dot looks looks quite evil as well. They've given her those massive horns or him those massive, it those massive horns. And I think that looks looks great. And I like to see a bit of variation on the Dot. But those horns, they're scary horns, man. They are, yeah, and 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 the way it 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 blinks too, like yeah. it, it blinks in an evil robot way, too. Yes. so you don't know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love the dots, you know. Now that I know more about them, but uh, but yeah, so I and and then you know, and and that's that starts the uh, the cat and mouse game. Um, but it's a lovely, it's a lovely moment, and and she tries her hardest, you know, and flies to the mycelial network too. Stay, I love it, you know, with her babies, and it's it, it's, it's, just, like, it's lovely. It's a really simple story as well. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the mum lays some eggs, and the eggs are taken away, and we go and, get, right. and tries to get back to them, and somebody tries yeah. to stop them. It's so basic, but it's so, so much basic. fun, and you, yeah, there's a, you know, it's quite wholesome, isn't it? It's a wholesome story. <laughs> it's nice yeah there's no bad there's really no bad guy it's just misunderstanding no. you know exactly exactly because dot's just like oh you know one of my programs is to keep intruders out of the uh yeah. ship and know? once dot realizes there's eggs there it's like oh yeah. must do something about this yeah so i really like that yeah i like that too that was very star trekky you know yeah. like once dot saw that that you know there were eggs involved and she understood they they understood and they just uh decided to do the star the starfleet thing and save the eggs mm. the last thing she does before they the last thing they do before the ship explodes is <laughs> oh. save the eggs oh which i love it that she should get some anti-dot points for that yeah. too <laughs> or uncle dot or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um 
so for my mama moment, uh, we do get some great scenes with like a holographic Freeman and the explanation of free man. Yeah, free man. <laughs> that's it. And the explanation that she thinks she's doing the right thing by Mariner, the only way she knows how. Yeah. But she's not really the real deal. She's just uh, an exact replica down to excruciating detail based on <laughs> seven, seven, seven years, years of Cruise personal logs that's been constructed by Boimler. In fact, oh, we only see the real Freeman in a couple of scenes at the very beginning mm-hmm. and the very end of the episode. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the episode, she just gets a sort of a fist bump from Mariner, uh, who has worked through some of her issues, and then uh, Freeman goes off to therapy with Miglimo, uh, <laughs> who is so annoying. <laughs> Very funny. He is such a funny. Yeah, he's a he's such a weird character. Uh, but so I, weird. I'm sure we're going to see more of Miglimo in the future. Oh, um, yeah, I hope so. The the only scene that you really see Freeman sort of doing her thing in is the the cold open, uh, <laughs> where Mariner is really proud that she's freed the lizard people from wrath oppression. Yes. And she <laughs> anticipates finally not disappointing her mother, which I, I think that says a lot as well. Like she knows they've got this relationship and she actually has actively tried to do something about it. Yeah. But she falls foul of the ever movable prime directive and <laughs> uh, Freeman beams down, just essentially tells her that you cannot just interfere with people you know, today there's a war, yesterday they're at peace. That is sort of gliding over the fact that one of these species has been eaten <laughs> by the other ones. But anyway, there's a proper argument where Mariner calls her mother a bitch and smashes the pad. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's, that's a bit much. And then Freeman gets annoyed and sends her off not to the brig, but to therapy with Miglimo. And that's when we first hear about him and his all his food-based metaphors. And she beams, she beams Mariner up. And even though all this has happened, she doesn't just be like, well, that's the end of it. She actually goes to the lizard people and is like, we could give you food replicators and then you won't have to eat the lizard people anymore. And then they, there's some joke about, will it make protein pellets? It's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, and love I love the fact that, you know, even though all this has happened with, you know, even though she's come down and they've been told not to disobey the prime directive, she is doing the right thing. She's telling off Mariner for doing the wrong thing, even though it was the right thing to do. And then she is trying to solve this problem anyway and let the lizard people, you know, just bask all day or whatever. It's, you know, <laughs> we, <laughs> they love to be eaten. Well, yeah, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so man. I thought it was really good that, you know, I, I felt like she was taking it, she was recognizing there was a problem. And she was scolding Mariner, but she's also sort of keeping Mariner away from the fallout of like this. If this is wrong, you shouldn't be part of this. Right. So you should have left when we were doing the right thing. If it goes you wrong, I'm going to do it. Now. Told me about it, yeah, yeah. Captain. I'll you deal with this. I'll take this I'll on. It. Right. It's not. Doesn't have to be you. And I, I thought that's a that's a captain and a mum thing to do. No. Um, but that was really the only time they spent any time together, other than the very brief fist bump at the end. And it just seemed very strange to me because everything happened so fast in that episode. It's very hard to see how how Mariner actually gets any sort of closure 
or you know she calls it a therapy all the way through but it, i found it very hard to see what actual closure she was getting apart from the exposition really? well because, because she gets she gets the exposition like while she's beating herself up it just seemed like not not confused but it's like that's so quick she's pounding yeah. as she punches herself in know. the face she's getting yeah. some uh, some some life points come through to her i don't know yeah but... I, th- I think if you're i mean it, i I, th- I think part of it was that her problem wasn't with her mom it was with herself that's why like the the little battle between her and you know holodeck mom didn't, didn't solve the problem yeah to, yeah it wasn't until she met with her holographic self that she could work through her own issues, which weren't her mom; it was her, you know. And I, I mean, I think I think it's like I, I mean, like I personally wouldn't find it cathartic to beat myself up. And and when I watch, you know, but when I watch her, when I watch that scene with her, I, like I, I just feel bad for her, really bad for her that helped her, you know, because yeah. um, that that I mean, wow, like that's that's really says something about what you know that that you're you're really lying to yourself about something if you know if that's if that's what worked out your problem and and i think it did i I think it it should you know she's trying to pretend even to herself that she doesn't care about the crew and the ship and her mom and and the warp core (laughs) you know and she just needed to be beaten by herself to realize that you know it's like oh the reason why you know regular me one and not movie villain me one is because that's the real me that's the one who the one who's willing to sacrifice herself for you know to get everybody off the ship and and self-destruct the ship that one's the real one the real mariner and i can see why that helped her what you know yeah so she's seeing herself in like a really good light she's you know she she is getting that yeah i see what you mean i do see what you mean you know yeah, I mean, it worked for me. Like I told you, it's totally fine. It didn't work for you. Oh no, no, <laughs> I, it wasn't. I just thought it was a but very. I just. It just seemed very sort of yeah. quick and like that. You know, Man, that's, I, that's I how th- she is though. Too like she's she, like, well, therapy worked. I'm healed. I'm totally fine. I mean, <laughs> no more problems here. You know, which is never true. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a cartoon. I, I'm not expecting right. it to be like a, an in-depth analysis of therapy yeah, and like yeah. you know, but it just yeah. seemed like. It was a very. She seemed like she's got a lot of rage built up in her about something. Yeah, and yeah, that was absolutely yeah. quick, yeah, quick that's... to rage, quick to feel unraged. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, we we've got <laughs> that's her man. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't need, to, I don't need so much detail on it. It just seemed very. It was just very quick. Yeah. But then cartoons are quick. They wrapped up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I thought that was a. I thought. Yeah, I thought Mum did well in this. And yeah. then I, she goes to her own therapy session and kicks over the table. <laughs> uh, and you see where, where Mariner gets it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But she did exactly the Which same I thing love. earlier on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I I love Captain Freeman so much as a character. She's so great. And and, and she, she's great. Uh, she's a great captain. Like, she's a legitimately a, a great captain. And you she, know she, we're going to get an episode called Upper Decks, and it's going. Oh no! Oh my you told me no. we weren't going to get Upper Decks. <laughs> I now, can't be called Upper Decks. Yeah, now, now I remember why you told me that couldn't happen. Um, maybe that. Okay, they'll do something else, like Bridge we'll Crew be, or something. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get a, a, an episode from their point of view entirely. 
Or maybe that, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe they'd go, they'd go for some toilet humor. Who knows? Yeah, it's no. a cartoon. It's, <laughs> it's a comedy. But um, yeah, I, I love her. She's so funny. She, she's really great at being the, the like exasperated straight person. Like, like, like you mentioned, you mentioned that great scene at the beginning. The cold. I love the cold open in this. In this yeah, episode. it's so good. And and like, cause she saw, she's like, okay, we promise I'm eating these guys if we give you replicators or whatever. And the rat goes, I don't know, can they make nutrient pellets? Like, I'm also <laughs> guessed. But but the way, but the way um, that that uh, Don Lewis delivers the line, the the, the, the yes, like the exasperated, yeah, like, like yes, like, that's exactly what they can deliver. Yes, you. of course they can. Of course they can make nutrient pellets. You idiot, you know. But she just she says the word yes. <laughs> She's so great. <laughs> okay, look, will you stop eating these guys if we give you food replicators? Huh, I don't know. Can they make nutrient pellets? Uh, yes. I love her. I love her when she's just like done too. Like, um, my favorite line is I can't remember which episode it was. Was the one where the moon they they want they have to blow up the moon to save the planet or something, and and they but they think there's like people on it, and then it turns out that it was just like a rich Two guy. People. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, Two people? okay, blow up the moon. <laughs> like just the way she said. <laughs> she's so great. I I love the captain, oh, and I love Don Lewis. <laughs> So yeah, so Mary, yeah, so Kendra Freeman has a lot of good mama moments there. That's, that's... two great moms here. Well, that's it, isn't it? They're both good moms, and we don't have to. We, you know, I suppose, you know, Ephraim's got it a little easier because they're <laughs> eggs for a lot of the time. And they're, they're not giving any back talk. You it's know, easier for now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so where's your point going? Who's getting the mama oh, moment? Oh, I hate having to give points for this. This is hard. Oh. <laughs> I okay. I, I'm letting I you think... do this first. I'll be like, okay. sorry, I'm not a gen. <laughs> whatever gen picks, and then I, and then then I'll feel all right. Oh, that's funny. Okay, I've decided that in this in this instance in these two instances, Ephraim has a harder job, like a harder problem, you know, than free than uh, Captain Freeman because Captain mm-hmm. Freeman's problem is is just the same, you know, that Mariner's being insubordinate and you know, and it's and it's frustrating her versus Ephraim literally travels through space and time to, to try to save her babies and there's a little bit of high, more higher stakes. Yeah, and she's really um, concerned that and she's, they, yeah, they may have perished. This is, That's genuinely right, sad. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give this one up for, to Ephraim. Uh, I'm also thinking that actually, because really the the Freeman we see mostly through the episode is Freeman, um, <laughs> who is you know an excellent an excellent captain and a good person yeah. and you know very good at uh, water scooching or whatever it's called. Champion <laughs> right. water scooter. Um, <laughs> She's like, it's not a vacation. Vacations yeah, over. <laughs> <laughs> So oh my god! I did like the bit where also where she says uh, where she's given Mariner's eulogy, holographic Mariner's eulogy. <laughs> and yes, I we were mother and daughter. It's a secret that I would never want anyone to know. Right. They, you know I would have them court-martialed and drummed out <laughs> Starfleet, and they'd never be heard from again. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so right. funny. Uh, yeah. But that said, I am going to give my point to Ephraim and Dot as well. Because 
you know, they're just cute little babies and they're just tiny mm. eggs and mom's they looking so after cute. them. Yeah, so that's where I'm giving my And the <laughs> eggs are these cute little rainbow yeah, no, the rainbow eggs. The rainbow <laughs> eggs are great. <laughs> they're really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool design. Tardigrades, okay. man. Who knew? Oh, honestly, <laughs> I, they're such a good addition to the franchise. Oh, I love it. Love I, I hope we, we get more. I hope we get more tardigrades. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, so Ephraim and Dot pulled ahead. Amazing, I love it. Four to two. Okay. <laughs> What's next? All right, so let's talk about a little bit of the action here. Ooh. Both of these are action packed. Let's let's talk about our best fight sequence, okay. our best explosion, if you if prefer. <laughs> best fight sequence slash explosion. This almost sounds like two categories have emerged into one. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I wonder why it sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, okay that's funny because it also we get i mean we just we destroy two ships and this each has a destroyed ship yeah actually um <laughs> the in the rise of vindicta yeah. there's so many amazing explosions <laughs> really that's part hard. of the movie parody right <laughs> yeah it's hard to really know where to start but i'm going to just run through a couple of favorites and then give you just give you the one I just love, love so much. So this this was very nearly the contender for my favourite. Um, in order to distract the bridge crew of the Cerritos and to demonstrate that she's insane, Vindicta <laughs> detonates her own ship in an yeah. absolutely glorious <laughs> explosion. She stands on the bridge of the Cerritos, says, only a crazy person would do this, hits a button, <laughs> explodes and it's just it looks amazing there's all the neon light surrounding her and the explosions enormous absolutely covers the cerritos crippling it and sending it crashing down to a planet now thankfully rutherford beams everyone off using whatever movie beaming magic they can use movie magic um and then the cerritos also later on explodes so it's like a double whammy you know nice a nice callback to generations uh and beyond perhaps as well when we get all the explosions yeah. the, you know the, the crashed saucer sections um and i just absolutely loved it because it was just so it's such a good clever move because no nobody is expecting that to happen that could have been a legitimate villain legitimately doing that absolutely uh, uh, and it's almost i mean it's very kirk-esque really isn't it to blow up your own ship <laughs> to uh, defeat the Klingons, and in this case, blew, blew up a Klingon ship to defeat Starfleet. Anyway, my absolute favourite fight sequence. We did mention the one in the corridor, which I liked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where oh yeah, that's fun. Where uh, <laughs> Ransom is like, "You walk the walk, can you talk the talk?" He's like, "Oh my god, you can't talk that she's walking and talking." <laughs> and was, it's like one second, and he's moving. <laughs> yeah. She can't do. She can't do both. <laughs> That was good, but and I did also like the catwalk battle between Vindicta and Freeman and Vindicta and Hollow Mariner. That was good as well, and you get all the exposition, you get the catharsis of like her sort of having that moment where she realizes, I do, you know, I do care about what's going on, and I am a good person, and I can be good at my job. But the best, best, best thing, which is both a fight sequence and an explosion. Is where Tendi and Mariner 
are attacking, are trying to get to shacks, and I think it's ten forward or the bar, wherever the bar is, and Shax is re- wielding some sort of massive phaser bazooka. I don't even know what the name of it is. And uh, it's just firing out these massive blasts of energy. And he says, when you get to hell, tell the part red Shax sent you <laughs> special <laughs> delivery straight from Bayshore. It's so fucking funny. I'm sorry, I shouldn't swear. That is so funny. It's an when you get to hell, tell the power rates that Shaq sent you. Special delivery straight from Bajor! Oh, um, that's such a great line. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then <laughs> uh, Vindicta runs in, wheel, just whips out a massive Borg head, and then oh Shaq so shoots funny. her, and the Borg head adapts and shields them, <laughs> which I just, I love as a, such I got a, a real... I got a real Medusa vibe from holding yes, up the head yes. and it protects them. I thought it was such a clever use of the technology. And then she throws the head <laughs> at Shax and the head says, he goes, oh, Borg head. And it says designation explosive. And it just, that's from Total Recall, isn't it? You know, you throw a head at someone and it explodes. Uh, if it had said two weeks, I wouldn't have been surprised. Um <laughs> And it detonates, explodes, and it just sends bits of shacks just across the wall. Oh, um, and then there's shacks, a whole man. there's a whole gross scene where they're covered in blood and Tendi and Vindicta have an argument. Uh, well, Tendi and Mariner have an argument, <laughs> and Tendi leaves. But I mean, that just that is just such. It's so clever that it's an action movie, but it's also still an episode of Star Trek where they're talking about stuff. Um, yeah. And I mean the the fight sequence and the action, it's second to none. I absolutely loved it. It was funny and hilarious and unexpected. And it only works because it is a cartoon. Because if this right. th- this wouldn't have worked, you know, unless they'd check off guns, uh, uh you know, check off's gun, they'd shown you the Borg head earlier on. And yeah, they didn't have to set anything up. Right. You could right. happily buy it because it's just a, a funny, <laughs> a funny thing that's happening. Uh, and he ha- I'd love to know what those giant phases are called. I'm sure we'll be seeing those oh in cosplay conventions so later on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that is my moment, the, the bar fight scene. Oh, I love that. And Shax's line specifically is just solid. Yo. What a great pick. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ephraim and Dot, you know, we get we get some explosions too. We get, because there's, there's a, you know, the fight from, you know, the Reliant, uh, we, in Star Trek 2 and we also get this you know Star Trek yes. 3 and and uh you know the bird of prey and the self-destruct the, the destruction of the enterprise and it's and it's still sad to see like it, it, you know it's a very melancholy scene for, for, to me for me to see the enterprise get destroyed again even in just in this silly little cartoon form you know but it's, it's um, that's clever though because it's play, you know, it's so playing clever. on your heartstrings, and you oh, already I loved know, it. yeah. And it's given you, it's taken something which you already felt, you know, quite a, a little emotional yeah, about, emotional that. about, right? And then they're giving it another reason, like it's not, it's even worse than you think because all right. those babies, the tardigrades, all the babies were there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and from, from it's, it's very, you know, like I told you, my my daughter's reaction to that too, and. 
And it's, it's, I kind of, you know, you're kind of in your head. You're like, they, they wouldn't have killed off all the eggs. They wouldn't no, have done that. They wouldn't have done Not that. in a cartoon like this. They <laughs> wouldn't have done right. that. <laughs> but still, there's that moment. And you also just feel it for Ephraim because she just sees the ship explode and, her, you know, and she obviously doesn't, she obviously thinks the eggs are still there and how horrible that is, you know, for her. Oh, so, th- so, yeah, so it's a tug at your heart, heartstrings moment um but the fight sequence that i you know it, like we talked a little bit about this it's a little bit of looney tunes roadrunner coyote tom and jerry yeah. type stuff that they do and uh, and there's one there's one scene that um i haven't mentioned anywhere else yet that's that's really funny that i like um it, it's it's she's she's back she somehow managed to get back to the eggs you know and and she grabs one of them and then dot you know pulls her away so she has the one egg in her hand and they do that a really good cartoon thing of like her like switching it around and juggling it so it doesn't fall you know what i mean and <laughs> yeah. like catching it while dot's trying to fight her and and dot does the cartoon thing of of like grabbing her by a foot and like flinging her whole body side to yeah. side that's another great cartoon uh genre moment um and she picks up a wrench <laughs> Ephraim <laughs> picks up a wrench and, and Doc gets out their taser arm, whatever they have. And, then, and it looks like they're, they're going to have a, you know, like a real legit like fight with weapons. Um, but she lets her guard, guard down because the, the, this is near when the destruct, self-destruct sequence happens. And, mm-hmm. and so some debris falls near the egg. So she put, lets her guard down because she, you know, she goes and she looks at the eggs and and to see if they're okay and and then he um you know and then dot dra- drags drags her to the airlock <laughs> that's how that ends with her getting flushed out the airlock <laughs> so it's just a, it's just a very well done cartoony you know fight sequence i mean the, the whole episode is a fight sequence really isn't it the whole thing right yes that's true a fight sequence um, chase but it's like a chase yeah this is the one this one's a legit fight between a robot and a tardigrade, <laughs> which is just something I never thought I would ever see <laughs> anywhere, right? <laughs> it's yeah, you know, I love oh, the fact that they're, they're well, broadening well everything out, and there's all these new things that we can sort of look at and talk about and think about. Tardigrade versus a robot. I'm there, <laughs> right? I'm there for this. <laughs> this is what I want. I'm there. I'm there. And, and the tardigrade's a little bit scrappy. She's picking up a wrench, you know. She's, yeah. she's gonna throw down here. <laughs> Uh, so that was that was that was a fight sequence. So that uh... okay <laughs> for Ephraim and Dot. I mean, best best fight sequence points wise. I I do I do love I like the cartoon fight sequence, and this is exactly the kind of thing I would watch. Yeah, <laughs> but in Ephraim and Dot, so is the, is the you know I I think they've done a great job, but the the fight scene between Shax and Vindicta is just next level. It's, it's just everything's perfect. So funny! It's so action packed. It's spot on. It couldn't get any better. Shaq says like a real, real movie line. Like yeah. that's a real movie. Like 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 the "Hasta la vista, baby" line. But yeah. but it's so Star Trek. Too. <laughs> I was like, tolerates. When you get the hell, tell them the pirates and Shaq sent you. Special delivery straight from Bajor. Oh, I love it. It's so great. And yeah, and what a clever use of a Borg head. Oh my God. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. And it's like, that's such, so in character for Mariner to come up with that too. (laughs) 
I know that's like a weird thing to say. <laughs> it just seems like something she'd come yeah, up with. Yeah, it's like, it's in, it's inventive, isn't it? That is a clever yeah, thing yeah. to do. I love it. I love it. Yeah, the, yeah. That my point's going there too. <sighs> it's so good. All right. We are all tied up again. Okay. Oh, we're all <laughs> tied up. That leads us to the final and the probably final the most important round. Yes, for sure. What is the best Star Trek reference in your episode? <laughs> oh my God. How much time do you have? <laughs> oh man. Okay. So yeah, as, as you saw in my um, lyrical recap, <laughs> <laughs> they managed to to fill this eight minutes with an amazing amount of Star Trek references, <laughs> amazing amounts of uh, episode uh, TOS, TOS references. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, like, there's a couple cute things. There's, um, you know, we talked about seeing the enterprise get destroyed and how that's, you know, like taking her, um, you know, fond of, of the trib seeing the tribbles and having a tribble on dots head, which I thought was cute. Um, there's I love I like the sequence where they go, you know, they see the green hand. They see, you know, they see Space Lincoln. Space Lincoln. Why? Just, why? That's why not, they, right? They could have picked anything. Pick Space Lincoln. Oh yeah. <laughs> As if you're going like like surreal and absurd, you know. Um so there's there's a lot of great ones. Um, but but the 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 one that that I thought was really the the one that I really liked was the two the two scenes actually, um, which is the the part where we see Kirk and Khan uh, in space seed. You know she's looking in the window, and subsequently to that um, we see the naked time and mm-hmm. Sulu with his fencing, and I love those moments because. It, it was so delightful to hear the voices, you know, the original series. Yeah. Vo- you know, to, to hear William Shatner, to hear George Takei, you know, and, and, and it was, I mean, I mean, what a lovely, what a lovely moment, you know, to see them animated and hear their voices. And, and, and that, that really, that really stuck with me. Um, I thought that was so great. Just yeah, uh, it was so great th- because it is just reference after reference after reference. Yeah, yeah. I loved it though. They sort of travelled through the history of the show from yeah, from the yeah. early episodes to the to the destruction of the Enterprise because that's the whole point of it, isn't it? You're mm-hmm. the, all this is happening, and then the backstory is the story of the Enterprise. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was great. I really liked it, and. Uh, just you know, I just made me wonder. Like they had everything. Well, why those two? What? Why pick those two? Those two <laughs> little clips. You could have had any clip you wanted. I love the yeah. fact they picked those two. Yeah. They could have picked anything. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was great, and I loved it. And this, and this is a, worth a mention too. Is the Star Trek reference of of the tardigrades being a new part of of the of Star Trek lore? Yeah, and and they made such a good use of the fact that these animals can travel in both space and time they kind of exist in this little you know trippy surreal <laughs> you know mycelial network whatever that allows them to do this kind of thing you know i i think it it was it was evident i don't know how they managed to do it without any words or anything but it was evident of what was happening that she was traveling through space through space and time 
And like coming back to and, find and his like ex coming back to yeah. them, yeah, yeah. Like it was. I mean, what a what a really cool way to be able to go through the entire five year mission, you know, in such a short period of time. And it makes sense it, with what we know yeah. about the tardigrades, you know, which which is such a lovely addition, uh, you know, to Trek lore. And I I just I love that. That is so cool. Yeah, because yeah, the tard- because in fairness, it, it, we wouldn't have had to have had a tardigrade in discovery for this this cartoon to have worked because it yeah. could have been any alien any like cute cartoon yeah, alien that's true yeah but they've but it's... they've gone back to an alien we already know and that's a yeah that's a tie into the new star trek this is a new yeah. thing we've introduced yeah. and it was just so nice it was just so well done and the dots and as well it... the dots are the new a new aspect yes. of the yeah. old of old technology which i love yeah i love that too but just yeah i love how they did how they how they incorporated that space-time trippiness that discovery has into this and that's why like it made sense to me that that you know the green hand from who mourns for adonai and and space lincoln like we mentioned like okay that fits in with the trippy feeling of this of this whole short which is just lovely the big green space hand i'm so there oh i died when i saw that the first time i i i i I think that's when i totally died (laughs) that was great and it's like, you know, big green space hand doesn't make sense, but it does here. <laughs> big green space hand. I mean, it's, you know, that would be an easy cosplay as well, wouldn't it? One oh, that's funny. One, one love. Space. You're a space hand. Or it. even, it'd be funny if you were like, if you put on like an, an um, Apollo costume. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've definitely got the chest for that as well. <laughs> like, Khan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're going to do that, you might as well be Khan, right? Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right, so tons of references in Ephraim and Dot. There what are. What about Crisis Point? <laughs> okay, so we've mentioned a few already, and I just want to say to mention the Da Vinci hologram again, which I just <laughs> so unless because it's so unnecessary. So I love it. It's like so the random. I love it so much. <laughs> but it was just so well done and so fun. <laughs> so good. And I just loved it. That whole thing is they're just like skeet shooting. It's like a skeet shooting program and then Da Vinci's there. Yeah. <laughs> why would he be there? Why, why would, would he, be, he there? be there? Why would and he be then, there? And then I love I love Boimler comes in and he's like, he's like, guys, mind if I use the deck? Yeah. <laughs> he's the holo- like, the deck. Can I have a turn he's on the deck? Loser, isn't he? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> All right. Oh man, Da Vinci. Um, da Vinci turns out to be an important character at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Prevents because the he's, he prevents the sequel from coming to fruition. <laughs> but we all not on Da Vinci's watch. <laughs> <laughs> what? Does he oh, wink gosh, at the camera so at the end as well? <laughs> I think he might wink. Breaking oh, the fourth wall. Um, so great. There's a there's a moment in. There's a moment in the in the credits in like the in universe credits where Boimler is sort of saying he doesn't want to do this, and he's then replaced by Shampo, who is shot by the dictator. <laughs> uh, so that's funny. But when when he's sort of explained he doesn't really want to do it, she calls him a zon. I've always thought he was kind of a zon yeah. to be honest, and I absolutely love that reference as well because. You know, the idea that Zon was the character, Zon was the Vulcan character we never got. We, you know, he would have been there. We'd have had Decker, we'd have had Ilya, and we'd have had Zon in phase two. 
but it right. never happened. So the guy who was going to play Zon just got a cameo in Star Trek, the motion picture, and we never saw him again. Can I admit something? Yes. I had to look up that reference. You had to look up the reference. <laughs> I did. I was so mad at myself. Uh, she called him Zon, and I'm like, oh, man. I don't get that reference. <laughs> Where's Memory Alpha? I had the Memory Alpha. It. <laughs> oh my god! It's weird how I, I. I was so mad at myself. I love, I love the idea of Zon. I love the idea of not seeing Zon. There's a great Star Trek comic uh, called Waypoint, and they do one of the issues is Zon's story. It's oh really god, well done, funny. and it's set during the sort of motion picture era, and that it's fantastically funny. well done. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. But so I, I knew exactly who Zon was. Oh man! The character I, I got to turn in my Trekkie card. No, 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 no. The no. <laughs> character we never actually got to see, and I don't think ever oh. actually appeared because I don't think he. I think even though the guy was the guy was in it playing a Vulcan, I don't think he played yeah. Zon. I think he played somebody else. Anyway, <laughs> the the reference I chose that's that's great because that one's like a deep cut too. Like, oh, it's totally just deep. So cut. funny. Like I love. But that. I love the fact that it sent you off to memory alpha. Like oh yes. god, there's yeah, a reference here. Exactly. I don't know what it is. Must must figure that out. Um, love the show. <laughs> Lower decks is essentially just a continuous reference to Star Trek, and so I'm I'm ha- I'm happy about this. I selected a reference that is so superfluous. And Ooh. just an absolutely gorgeous reference to the movie era. It is the extravagant motion picture style flyby yes. of the Cerritos, <laughs> which is gorgeous and hilarious oh, and so, so long. So long. <laughs> so long. I love it so much. And that's the joke. The joke is yeah. we're going to do this for a long time, longer than you think we should. <laughs> And well, the other thing is, the Cerritos oh, looks exactly it. the same. Yes. The fly past the Cerritos, which we've seen in every episode, it's well, not she's new. A handsome lady. We haven't, yeah, we we haven't not seen it for ten years. Oh, we see God. it, we see it every episode, and it's exactly oh, the same. Everyone on the the shuttle is totally awed. Billups is wiping tears from his eyes. Billups is the best. And, that's and then the point that says, and I want to get her in squeezer. What? <laughs> uh, she's a handsome lady. <laughs> then he writes it down. Call the ship a handsome lady. Call the ship a handsome lady. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. It is good. And it's just, we all talk about how stupidly long the motion picture flyby is. And it is long. I don't think. I, I mean, I wouldn't change it now because right. the movie's forty the years old. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's too late That's to part change of the fun. it. <laughs> and it is part of it. But the fact that they did it and then they just they doubled down on it by keeping it long oh, and I just showing that. us the nacelles and the saucer <laughs> and then moving the camera and then cutting to the crew who are like hands on each other's shoulders right. and just. Like, and they're all smiling. And even Boimler's smiling. And he's he's real. Oh God, he's watching so this funny. happen. Right. Yeah, that's true. He's not even one of the NPCs. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's really there doing this. Oh, that's funny. I didn't think of that. Oh <laughs> and so, he's into it. He's into it just as much as they are. Yeah. Oh, he's that's into it. Really so funny. 
I just loved it. Oh, that as a reference great. blew me away. Ugh, oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, so many great oh, so many great references, man. I'm not sure what I want to do for points, but I do want to there is one thing I forgot to mention well, for Ephraim and Dot that, yeah, that yeah. needs to be mentioned, which is Michael Giacchino and the music references. Yes, yes, of course. Oh my god, there's so many great callbacks to this, you know, to Star Trek music. And cuz that's basically it, 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 you have the narration at the beginning and the end from uh Kirk Thatcher Punk mm-hmm. on the bus, but um the rest of it is just this this beautiful amazing score and and the you know and with lots and lots of callbacks to to original series music and it's gorgeous. And the me- to- the music in the new shows. I I, I never paid oh, yeah. that much attention to the music like not that not in Star Trek particular, but it's not something yeah. that I ever I ever thought that much about. But the music in the new Star Trek shows and the, the recent films is outstanding. Yeah. And I think Incredible. the more I sort of dive into like how Star Trek is made, like production aspects, I listen to more of the music. And it's so, so good. And I mean, it must have been a thrill for him as a composer to think I'm going to go back and grab all these like these bits of music that mean so much to people and then thread them into a new story. Yeah, yeah. So great. All right. So I just want to mention that before we vote. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's fair. What still didn't help. I don't know what I want to do with my point on this one. Because this is the this is it, right? This is the this is the reason. We're doing this. This is the, the, this the, is the reason for this episode, they're both yeah. So jam-packed full of amazing, loving Trek references. <laughs> oh man. It is so What do we do? The fact that the fact that Ephraim and Dot has Lincoln and the space hand in it, I just <laughs> I just want to give them a round of applause. I feel like <laughs> You know, no no one thought they'd be doing this fifty years later. Yeah. We're gonna make a cartoon, and these are gonna be the pl- the episode check marks we're gonna hit. Nobody it's thought like, that was gonna happen. Episode you could have picked. I absolutely <laughs> love that because it's just so delightfully visual, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Especially in the style, I really like the choices, the the animation style, like the co- the vibrant colors. Yes, yeah, is it cell shaded? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it is that. If it's that. But it looks a little like that, but it probably yeah. isn't that kind of animation style. And, but I like it. I do like the look of it. And it's curvy, but not too curvy. Like, like even Dot, like, like we, Dot does look a little bit evilly ro- evil robot, like we talked about. Yeah. But not, not like, but it's also not like overly angular. I, I don't know what I'm trying. I don't know enough definitely about Definitely got like a Tron animation. vibe going on, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tron, the original, like, with the, the black and white characters with that red sort of glowing light beneath them. Oh, yeah. Um, I do love all the references to... <sighs> I'm finding this quite tough. I can't decide which one I like the most. <laughs> I do think the Lower Decks, the Lower Decks TMP reference is just stupidly funny. It is. Um, it is. Did you ever? Yeah. Did I mean? You, everyone watches The Simpsons, so I presume you've watched The Simpsons. <laughs> oh yes. Did you ever see that? There's an episode of The Treehouse of Horror where Homer goes into like a 3D dimension, yeah, and they computer animated <laughs> it. Yes. 
and there's a bit where he says Magic Tony. Yeah. He <laughs> says, Oh, it looks expensive here. Don't want to waste any time. And he just stands there. Scratches his ass. Yeah, he just looks around a little bit. And I'm like, that. He does. I think doesn't he scratch his ass? I think he scratches his ass too. And and burps, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How much did it cost him to animate that? Yeah, exactly. That that's funny because the comment is this is stupidly expensive, mustn't waste my time. And then they wasted some time and the joke is we are gonna waste the time. And that's what they did here. And I think that that sort of meta joke. That is the yeah. that is the kind of joke I think is hilarious. Yeah, it's Ugh, it's stupid, but it's also hilariously funny, and yeah. it's funny not just because it's stupid, but because we're telling you we know it's stupid. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to give it to lower decks, but I am struggling. I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm struggling too, but oh, I think I gotta agree with you just because you know it's the the comedy part you know that that put, puts it over the top they're both lovingly referencing star trek they're both they've both done it in a clever way they've both um done it in a an interesting way in what they've chosen to 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 reference mm-hmm. and in how they've done it and and Ephraim and dot is 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 a is a masterpiece um and i love it but I think I'm, what's going to put Crisis Point over the top for me is just the comedy aspect of it, you know? And it's yeah. so, I just, I just, I love how it's never, like, it's never mean-spirited. Like, like that, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it really they're referencing like how ridiculous yeah. that part of the motion picture is, but they're not, they're not exactly making fun of it either. No, they're enjoying you know, it. They're saying they're, we understand why we did that. Yeah, we, we get yeah, this. Yeah, and so we, we know it. how much you love the Enterprise, and and hopefully will love the Cerritos, <laughs> and will appreciate seeing it, even though it does go too long. It's because you you know you love the ship, and and the characters love the ship, and it's 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 just I just like music, I love the, the music feel. swell as well while while it yeah, all comes yes. together. It's so good. It just really is powerful. It, is so, it works so well. It just, it's striking just the right comedic tone mm-hmm. for me. You know, I, I just don't, yeah, I, I, I don't like when, I don't like when the comedy gets into like, into territory where it's like poking fun at something instead of like just appreciating it. Yeah, and yeah, like it laughing doesn't have, at be, just, it doesn't you have can, to be like that. It can be nice. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the oh, lower decks is just the perfect perfect tone for me. And it's getting my point, but just just barely, barely, slightly. Just barely. <laughs> Sorry, Ephraim and Don, I no, love you. No, no. <laughs> um it, but they they do do such a good job in Ephraim and Don. Yeah. So it is fantastic. Oh my God. So uh, you know, <laughs> A sad thing to end on that we the best Trek Trek reference was the yeah. the deciding the deciding category, but because they both are A plus in that category. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've both done really well. <laughs> but this is what it all came down to. But it, right. they are both done so well, and I'd happily yeah. watch both of them another half dozen times this week. Yeah. Oh, same here. And and it really was fun to watch them both uh, together because it's so interesting to see the different how different animation styles can be. Yeah. These are both cartoon, basically cartoons referencing old Star Trek episodes. <laughs> like, uh, And I want to like, see more. I want to see more animation. they're so different. I want to see more Star Trek references. I want to see more ideas. Bring it all out. Bring it all out. I am, I'm so excited for Prodigy. 
Like the <laughs> I am there for probably. I'm I, so I thrilled. The image they released. Oh, I was like, yes. Isn't it gorgeous? Yes, it is gorgeous. It's what oh, I want to see. It's such a different. It's and and again, it's a completely different style. I I think it might be Ephraim set in the Delta Dodd. Quadrant. Yeah. I think they I mean, find a starship in the Delta Quadrant, and it's been left. It's like been taken there by the caretaker and left behind. Oh my gosh! I think that's what it's going to be. And you think I, I was thinking maybe Janeway's in the Alpha Quadrant, and they're connected on subspace or something. Yeah, potentially she's trying to like yeah. show, tell them what to do, or like here's yeah. here's how, what happened when I encountered this species, or something yeah. like that. And and help maybe help me find out what happened to the ship, like where's its crew and yeah, what's oh, you know, maybe there's like a mystery that goes throughout the you know the whole season, but. I mean, we are we're bigging this idea up, and all we've had is a photo and of six kids. <laughs> well, but you know what? Like, uh, oh, I, I, the photo that they released, though, just just the character designs. It's so. It looks like uh, one of the shows my kid my kids really like is is called The Last Kids on Earth. Okay. And it's ba- I don't know if your your kids might not be old enough for that one yet, but but there it's based on books. There's books, and okay. it's literally a group of kids after a zombie apocalypse, and they're you know. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> which which sounds really dark, but it's not. Like I think you know they can, they can make this like like these these Delta Quadrant kids that find this ship, and it sounds dark, but they're all alone, and you know, but 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 they somehow make it not dark at, at all. And um, but but they had the similar design of just like these these kids who can handle anything that gets thrown at them, and mm. and you know that these kids are going to be like that too because they're going to be. You know, they're going to obviously turn into like Starfleet material, you know? (laughs) So you already know that about them, that they're going to be tough like that. And I just cannot wait to see it. So excited. I'm I'm ready for this. I want this to happen. Me too. This (sighs) year, they say, I don't, and I don't know what's going to happen. It's because they said Paramount Plus, but I don't know what that means as far as the international yeah, because I have audience. no idea. Because yeah. Paramount Plus doesn't doesn't come to the UK, as far as I know. Oh, that's not a, oh, jeez. And it says uh, it says Nickelodeon as well, but I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to. I don't subscribe to Nickelodeon. Yeah, and I heard they were saying. Well, and in America, they were saying Paramount Plus and then Nickelodeon. Okay. Later, and I don't know. But I don't know what the international distribution is going to be, and I they better not screw you guys the way they did with. Oh. I'll be so mad for you. Wow. You know what? I, because this, but this is whole life, wasn't it? You know, when I was a, when I was a kid, and we were waiting several years for ENG, <laughs> I just accepted that. That was just the way oh, things were. But sucks. nowadays, uh, but I wasn't constantly talking to someone from America. Then I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't minute by minute getting updates on how much they loved the new episode of Star Trek. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and getting potentially spoiled on Twitter. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, so oh, many spoilers. Like, have yeah. you watched WandaVision? Yeah, hell yes. I so I'm only, <laughs> I'm only like seven episodes. I, I think I've got Ooh. two episodes left of WandaVision. Okay. But every major <laughs> plot point has been spoiled for me. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Um, but I won't spoil it for anyone who's listening now. Yeah. No. We should probably definitely focus. <laughs> we <laughs> totally we, we went out of way to... <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> Oh man! I um, guess well. I mean, we're we're done. I mean, our we all we're all finished. Score. I mean, people have stopped listening by now, presumably. They want they might want to hear what we do next <laughs> episode. The same people stop listening. Yeah, they want to hear what we do next episode. <laughs> okay. Good. Now that we've finished with the 
old business, on to the new. Time to hand out next month's story assignments. Ritterhouse, we're waiting! Okay, friends and neighbors, let's see what Uncle Roy has for you today. And in the next episode of Snap Trick, we are going to get scammed as we compare two episodes which see our crews being taken for a ride. When we compare The Next Generation's A Matter of Time with Voyager's Live Fast and Prosper. <laughs> Both of those episodes are fun. Yeah, good. they're good episodes. We'll enjoy that. That's, that's going to be a good one. All right. Uh, is there anything right. else you'd like to say, Jen? Ross, you are a stone cold badass. I am. I am. Lovely to talk suit. to you. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to talk to you as always. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Goodbye. Live long and prosper. Bye. (laughs) Give me Freeman! (laughs) Attack formation Raptor. This isn't my first overpowered space warlord, and it won't be my last. Ransom, you think you're better than me? Better at being the captain's little dickwig. You can talk the talk, but can you... She can do both. She's walking and talking. Sir, quick, what's the captain's favorite type of cookie? What? Tell me, before you succumb to the pain, if I were to bake her cookies, what would be my best bet? (laughs) Captain's got a sweet tooth. Cookies are a good move. I've done it myself. But watch out. She's allergic to... (laughs) 